everyone, and welcome to the Snot Rocket Podcast, Episode 8. And this is Part 4 of our series on performance-enhancing drugs in sports and running. And if you haven't noticed, we are rolling these out weekly. So get on board, Snotties. Hey, Tommy. What's up, Andrew? How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm doing all right. All right. So we're going to roll in. This is uh, Part 4, Episode 8, Part 4. We are going to specifically talk about doping in the East African countries. This will be more of a continuation of Part 3 when we looked at the environmental and psychological psychological physiological advantages that eastern african runners are perceived to have and we concluded that there was no conclusion to that right theory, and, so. and this one's going to be really basically just about kenya okay yeah i mean not even going to talk much about uh ethiopia or any of the other other ones just just kenya because there's a lot of drugs going on in kenya distance running a and, lot and in part three and now in part four you i'm going to let you take the lead and i did minimal research and i will kind of follow along with you like you usually do like i use as per usual <laughs> but next episode i think uh when we start and talk about cheater shoes and their effect i'll i've got some research on that so let's take care of some housekeeping items tommy what have you brought to us tonight um, for beer on sale at harris teeter was uh on sale yeah dogfish ipa 60 minute ipa was uh and uh, so the listeners might be a little happy. I got bottles, so you won't hear every like seven minutes out of <laughs> seven one of those morons. Yeah. <laughs> that was so stupid. That's fantastic. Uh, my hair is teeter. Yes. I didn't know these were on sale. That's great. Yeah. 69 IP. Yeah. All right. So thank you for bringing the beer, Tommy. Uh, as always, you're more than welcome. So, All so right. hey, did you hear about... Um, in Mexico City, they disqualified like a third of the um, of the runners there, and it's not like a third of like thirty six hundred. It's like a third of like thirty four thousand people. So they disqualified eleven thousand runners. Yeah, I saw the headlines, and of course the Enquirer picked it up, but um, there's Reuters even picked it up. So what happened there? So there. It was a situation where these runners were getting their 5K splits and then not getting, like, the next four splits and okay. then getting a finishing time. And right. they were like, yeah, you can pound sand. We're not giving you that shit. <laughs> Get out of here. So I'll, I'll go ahead and um, share the article. Mexico City Marathon disqualifies 11,000 runners for cheating. And this happened uh, August 27th. Approximately 11,000 runners in the Mexico City Marathon were disqualified for cheating according to a report in the Spanish newspaper Marca. Organizers of the August 27th race launched an investigation after receiving complaints that runners had used cars, bikes, and public transportation to cut through sections of the course. Marca reported the 11,000 disqualified runners make up more than, as you said, Tommy, a third, more than a third of the total 30,000 participants. That's Great. How many that's cheaters? Awesome. That's probably got to be a record, right? Yeah, I would have to think so. But what I don't get is, is it that important for somebody to get a finisher's medal of something they didn't do? <laughs> like, we talked about this like an episode, what? Two. Two. Episode two, Just yep. Go to fucking eBay and buy one. Yeah. If, that, if it's that important to you. like, well, Yeah, why get up early, go to the start yeah. line, and then put that much effort into cheating? Risk shitting yourself. Risk... <laughs> <laughs> yeah you cut all that shit out and just go to ebay and buy the damn mexico city metal i wonder what's on that mexican yeah. city metal <laughs> yeah must, <right. laughs> must be something 
You ever see uh, Cheech and Chong up in smoke when he's doing <laughs> Long the song? Long time ago. When he's doing the song, Mexican Americans, you know that one? <laughs> Mexican Americans, they like to run marathons. But Maybe Cheech and Chong are on so the metal. cheat it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so Rosie Ruiz was not available for comments. Yeah. And she was, Tommy, who was she? She cheated in New York and in Boston. Yes. Yeah. Famously hopped on the subway at... Uh, in Boston and yeah. rode to the- well she did it in both of them she just <laughs> she rode the subway in both yeah yeah <laughs> she miscalculated uh, her Boston deal because she wound up coming out in front like in New York she had come through like in like seventh place over overall <laughs> so that's how she got to Boston and she kind of got caught in this yeah. lie and then at Boston what was great was they're like asking her so what were your Intervals like, and she's like, people keep asking me about this. What is it? And it's like, oh my fucking god! And she had like, <laughs> she had like the driest kit on too. Yeah, I know, she it was great. Sweated and everything. Oh, man. She held on to that too. She held on to that for a long time. <laughs> All right, another another article that happened uh, that we want to talk about: uh, Florida man arrested by Coast Guard for trying to cross Atlantic in a human-sized hamster wheel. Oh, that is, is so fantastic! The guy's a runner too. Yeah, but he's a little—he's a little strange. Okay, like I said, he's a runner. <laughs> there you go. There you go. We'll, 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 we'll read the article and you, you'll see what kind of runner he is. Coast Guard officials arrested a Florida man after they intercepted his unusual hamster wheel contraption that he was allegedly attempting to quote run to London, according to a criminal complaint. Forty-four-year-old Riza Bellucci. Now hold on, criminal complaint. Oh someone, no. So- so- not like somebody complained about it. it means that okay. Oh no, I'm, yeah, I'm paying I think, attention. Yeah, so a criminal complaint is just basically the charges filed against him. Yes, but yeah. there are the, the, they'll they'll talk about the charges. He faces federal charges after he was rescued seventy miles off of Tybee Island, Georgia, by Coast Guard officials. The marathoner was found on August twenty sixth in his bizarre hamster wheel contraption and asked standard questions <laughs> based I mean, on. Condition of the vessel, which was afloat as a result of wiring and buoys, U.S. Coast Guard officers determined Bellucci was conducting a manifestly manifestly unsafe voyage. You know what? Here's what I understand. Okay, first off, I know the maritime laws are a little wacky, but 70 miles off the coast, that's international waters. Is it? Yeah, I think it's more than like 11 is international waters. I'm not 100% sure, but... Okay, this was like the fourth time the guy tried this. Well, if you, <laughs> you go this every... is this is from Yahoo, and they have pictures. The contraption looks pretty daggone good. Yeah, holy shit! And it, you know, you can't use the the argument of it wasn't a registered vessel because it's under the the size. Because like, okay. it, so in, in other words, you don't have to register your float down at the ocean front. Because it's only a float. It's a vessel. I mean, it's not a big enough floating vessel to be considered something that you have to register, okay. right? This guy's hamster wheel was within that limit. So, like, and also, what's going to happen? Well, what's, he's he's running into hurricane okay. season in the mid-Atlantic. Is he, is he going to take out a gas station? <laughs> is he going to blow out a power line? Okay. Is he is he gonna crash into like a bus full of nuns? I, it's it's a one man show here. Movie. If he doesn't make it out, you tried, buddy. You <laughs> you died with your boots on. You know who cares? Let the fucking guy do it. I, uh, it we, we might need to get a consultant from the Coast Guard to uh-huh. elaborate on why. But 
here's where it kind of goes wrong. When Coast Guard officers told Bellucci they were cutting his voyage short, Bellucci threatened to kill himself with a 12-inch knife if anyone tried to apprehend him and claimed to have a bomb on board. Yeah, yeah you could. Okay, let's <laughs> let's just reasonably think about that. You're 70 miles outside the Atlantic Ocean, right? What's the point of your bomb? <laughs> You're going to sneak up on Buckingham Palace by crossing over the ocean. <laughs> I have an idea. Fuck that idea. I'm the of captain a, now. Of a huge wooden badger. I'm going to go on a hamster wheel and go across the Atlantic, <laughs> and then I'll get that son of a bitch. That's what it essentially is. He's in a hamster wheel. He should have never divorced Princess Di. I'll get him. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. What? The guy's a loon. Okay, the yeah. guy's not right in the head. Is he hurting somebody? Maybe he hurts himself. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, after, work next time. After days of trying to get Bellucci to board. This is this one on for days <laughs> to board Coast Guard vessel. You're like, come on, come on, get off of it. That he, he admitted, oh, I didn't have a bomb. Sorry. And yeah. on September 1st, officer. That might have been stupid of him to do that, you know? Yeah. That's that's where he went wrong. Uh, yeah, well, that's, that's part <laughs> of where he went things. wrong, you know. I think the fact that he started taking up running and thought he could run across anywhere is kind of where he went wrong. But well, this is this is uh, not the first time. Officials said he attempted similar voyages in 2014, yeah. 2016, and 2021, all yeah. of which ended four with, times. <laughs> you know what he said? He's like, I'm going to do it a fifth time. He said he's going to do it a fifth time too. Yeah. Like, so so just the, let him go already. Come yeah. on. <sighs> He faces federal charges of obstruction of a boarding and a violation of a captain of the port order, whatever the fuck that means. We should, like, you know, like, get him some gels. Good on you, Cliffy. (laughs) (laughs) He had milk on board. That's all he had for nutrition. Here's what he says. This is what he says. My my goal is to not only raise money for homeless people, raise money for the Coast Guard, raise money for the police department, raise money for the fire department. They are in public service. They do it for safety and they help other people. So this guy's like, I'm just raising money. That's all I'm yeah. doing. I'm not yeah, just raising, raising money, money. So, so they can catch people like me doing stupid shit like yeah. I'm doing. <laughs> Yeah, it's a great story, though. It, man. it is. A, that's awesome. It's a wonderful yeah. story. He says he raised a lot of money, but most importantly, he will never give up on his dreams. So yeah. stay tuned, folks. He's coming back again. <laughs> yeah, he's coming back again. But I don't know. I don't know. There's part of me that sits there and thinks when people talk about the government overstepping bounds, like ah, I think I hear what you're talking about in a case like yeah. this. You know, I, I don't know. He he yeah. He wasn't going to do any damage to anybody but himself. And you let him go. You know, it's probably going to happen. You're never going to hear from him or see his little vessel ever again. You just just let Darwin he's gonna take care. Yeah. Just let just yeah. yeah. If he's gonna if he dies, he dies. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I did I did look up the distance from Georgia to London, four thousand two hundred twenty one miles. That's yeah. He could do that in like a weekend. <laughs> God, I just I. If, if he just got caught up in a hurricane out there, holy shit, man. Yeah, but what if it was a tailwind? <laughs> I want to know if he had That's a GoPro time. on board. <laughs> I want to see the video. Is that oh. shit on Strava? Yeah. <laughs> Segment winner. <laughs> or whatever the hell it's called. Because I'm not yeah. on Strava. Because Strava's the devil. So I don't know. What is yeah, it called? He, segment best or something yeah, like that? Yeah, he probably would create a segment. Like, beat that, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> All Suck right. it, bitches. <laughs> So in this episode is, like I said, this is part four of our ongoing drug series where Tommy has been able to just unload with his dream of talking about it. And we are going to 
delve back into that. So uh, if you haven't listened to the, the first three parts of this, it, it'd probably be good to go back and sort of get some background on what we talked about up to this point, especially the previous episode where we talked specifically about Ethiopia and Kenya. Okay. Yeah, we'll just we'll just skip along. So, all right, let's just jump into uh, Kenya and drugs and how bad it actually is there. So. When I really started going down the rabbit hole, the one thing I kind of started to see is this one drug called nandrolone, getting people getting pop, popped with over and over again. I'm like, what is this drug? And even there's a report from WADA that came out that said that something like 60% of the distance runners who are caught are caught using this nandrolone, sometimes other, other drugs too. So I'm like... What is it and why are they getting caught using it? And what I started to find out was that it's kind of not quite an antiquated drug, but it's not a very sophisticated drug. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, then why the hell are they using it if it's not that, you know, that was a little weird. So, because EPO is the shit. That is like the Rolls Royce. That is the gold standard. If you want to start doping, that's the stuff you want to use. Um and nandrolone, like, okay, it's, it's effective, but it's middle schoolish almost. So then I started looking at how much it costs for each of these. So for a year's supply of EPO, it costs roughly $27,000, let's just, let's just call it twenty seven grand, right? That same supply of nandrolone is about 90 bucks. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So, I started like, okay, so this makes sense, you know? So, you have not a very wealthy country with a mm-hmm. ton of runners who can run 217, 215, and they all want to get paid. They all want to make a living. They all want to be able to provide for their family, right. and you have 30 of them. You're not spending 27 grand a year on 30 of them. But you might be willing to toss a few C notes around here and there, you know? So that kind of made a lot of sense. Okay. Um, so Nandrolone is a, this is according to the Cleveland Clinic, is a synthetic version of the hormone testosterone. It is known as Nandrolone decanoate. Mm-hmm. And it is a type of anabolic androgenic steroid. It's prescribed for forms of anemia. And it can help build tissue in people with weakened or damaged tissue. It's also um, prescribed for uh, Kenyan marathoners. <laughs> I didn't see. Maybe that's in the footnotes of this article. I have to see. <laughs> uh, as with many, text. as with many anabolic steroids, nandrolone is commonly misused. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> some bodybuilders and teens use nandrolone to quote bulk up or gain muscle mass. There you Again, go. Again, it's middle school kind of you know. There you go. Jump. Yeah, yeah, but it's cheap. I mean. When I, I looked it up on, like, basically the internet Walmart version in India of getting drugs, and mm-hmm. it was, like, at the most expensive it was was, like, $4 a dose. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so why not? I mean. Yeah. Go to Starbucks or start juicing. You know, what's yeah. the deal? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know how many Starbucks there are in Kenya, but I'm going to guess. There might be one, actually. There might be more Nandrolone in Kenya than there is Starbucks. I don't know. With a pretentious barista and everyone, I'm sure. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, now, I do have... So, now that we're talking about that... Okay. Game time. 
You ready for a game? Let's play a game. Here and, we go. And Let's name this game. Kids listening, you can play also. <laughs> so you see the difference in money between Nandrolone and EPO. So I'm going to give you a name, and you're going to tell me if they got caught using Nandrolone or EPO. Okay. And I'll tell you the name, and I'll give you a little bit of a stat on them. Okay. The first one is Venus uh, Kepliting. He was fourth place in the African Championships in the 3000 steeplechase. Nandrolone or EPO? Nandrolone. Oh, good job. Good job. Okay. Jemiah Sumgong was a London champ and the 2016 Olympic marathon champion. EPO. Whoa, two for two. Man, you're <laughs> killing it now. Think the, tell him what he's won. No. Diana, I'm going to go, go. Keep going. I'm, I'm Diana like, Kipyogi, <laughs> 2001 Boston champ. EPO. Uh, close. She was on a tricinamone anti. Uh, she was on a steroid, but that okay. was close. I I threw that in there because I just wanted to mess with. <laughs> um, Rita Jeptu, three-time Boston Marathon champ and Chicago champ. EPO. There you go. Yeah. I know that. You. Yeah. I know that name. Yeah. <laughs> Jacqueline Wumbai was mm-hmm. uh, the under-18 world 800-meter champion, and the under-20 was eighth place in the 800-meter championships. Uh, Nandrolone? Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Nandrolone, yeah. So you kind of see... I'm totally guessing, folks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you t- yeah, 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 right? Yeah. Um, uh, I spell Kiprope. He's a 2008 Olympic champion and three-time 1,500-meter world champion. EPO. Yeah. Oh, wow. Look at this one. And the last well, one I'll do with you is uh, Joan Nancy Rutich has a marathon PR of 233.56. Okay, 236, uh, and Nandrolone. Yeah, Nandrolone, okay. yeah. So, I kind of so, picked up a little pattern there. I mean, Yeah, the, the, it's, the, it's so blatantly obvious. Yeah. Like, I, and then now the question for me. What I win? And, <laughs> uh, some dogfish, 60-minute <laughs> uh, IPA. So Don't mind if I do. <laughs> you got to figure, like, now, and what's weird about how, especially the guy, the, the folks with the Nandrolone are getting caught, so... They're getting caught like during competition, actually after a a race. They're getting busted. The EPO folks mostly are getting caught. Some of them are getting caught in competition, but most of them are getting caught out of competition with the biological passports. They're getting and, busted yeah. by. And going back to what we talked about in earlier parts of this series, if you stop doing the EPO soon enough, it can get out of the system. So that right. Right. When it comes to competition time, there's it, no trace of it. Right, right, and it's and it's already done the work you needed to go and do. So boom, so and for me, I was questioning like, how are people getting caught with this sophomoric type of drug almost in a competition? Like, and they're not getting caught for like prizes of fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. They're getting caught for like a a fifth place finish. In like a half marathon in Oslo, say, and and they're and they're getting a fifteen hundred dollar prize, and I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense because you know you're gonna get popped if you're taking it that soon. And yeah. then I started thinking, well, there's so many of them. Perhaps it's a situation where somebody, most likely the managers, are like, hey, we're gonna send you here to run this this half, and you're like, well, I just took this shit on Friday. Yeah, the race is tomorrow. We don't care. <laughs> You're either going or we're going to send some, yeah, we'll somebody, else. somebody else. And there's, and there's a bucket load of people waiting for you. you know? So um, 
but there I mean that's just a guess on on my part but that would seem to make sense to me because over there um to get a chance to go win $1500 or 250 bucks is a lot of money it's yeah. and it's and it's a chance that maybe these managers I don't know maybe they're a bunch of pricks and you're only getting one shot yes and the folks getting the EPO are the ones who were having a chance to win the Boston Marathon mm-hmm. and getting $150,000, getting so, yeah. $75,000. You know, though that's some big time money. So if you're a manager getting 20% of a cut, you're getting 20% of 150 grand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll give you some EPO, sure. Yeah. And like you were saying, you know, next next person up, there's there's probably a, a large pool of athletes that if you're 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 making it to the to the top of that candidate pool so if you will then if yeah if you're if you're not willing to continue on or you push back then fine we'll find somebody else because someone else is going to make us money right right and it's it's not just like some of the top people well it is some of the top people getting caught because wada did a report i want to say in 2018 2016 and one of the things they cited was at that time, of the top 11 career earners in Kenya, nine had been caught busted. Mm-hmm. It's like nine out of 11. That's kind of a high percentage yes. there. Now, so, you know, I've, I've, been, I've been going on about how, like, everybody's dirty, and especially in Kenya. Um, and here's some, some stats, which Mark Twain had said, I could prove anything with stats except the truth. I get that. <laughs> but... There's a theory that for every one million in population, a country is going to turn out one track elite track and field athlete. We mentioned that before, whether it's shot put or long jump or distance. Mm-hmm. So these are four countries, and I just pulled four because there's some some big names that that we know. The, these are current band athletes who are not eligible in the middle to long distance. So, and their population. So. Let's start with the U.S. The U.S. has a population of 332 million. And growing. Right. (laughs) So in theory, and we do have roughly about 330, I I think I want to say the last count was 336 elite athletes going to the world championships. Okay. In middle to long distance, we have five people on the list, including our friend Alberto Salazar. (laughs) Um, It might be six because I don't know if that had Shelby Houlihan on it, but Russia Population of 137 million has 37 track and field athletes or middle to long distance. And I think we're all well, well aware of the, the chaos going on with the last couple Olympics there where everybody was banned because the whole frigging country. Yes. You know, it was, we didn't it was, even get into that because that could have been an entire yeah, thing yeah. that we talked about. With- and, and now and Kenya, I do not believe, is a state-sponsored deal because um, Kenya has their own – well, so did Russia had their own – Anti-doping also, also, but uh, Russia actually has some kind of money to play with. Kenya yeah. doesn't have a bunch of money to to uh, mm-hmm. play with. So, um, so Russia has thirty-seven middle to long distance athletes banned. Ethiopia, one hundred and twenty million, nine athletes busted, nine folks who are not allowed to run. Then we get to Kenya, fifty-three million people. So they should have. 53, 54, 55 elite level track and field people. Mm-hmm. Currently, they have 62 yeah. people on the international <laughs> ban list. 
And that's just the ones on the ban list. Right. It's, it, it's insane. It's insane. They just got caught. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, I don't know, man. It's, it's too crazy. Well, so it creates suspicion when you look at the numbers that way with the facts. Yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's, it's not like I have a dog in this race because I'm a hack when it comes to this stuff. Like, nobody is taking a place away from me. Nobody is stealing some prize money away mm-hmm. from me. You know, that, it, that, that, that's not the deal. And honestly, I don't care if they're doping, really. I mean, it, I just, I like seeing people run, run fast. I want them to yeah. go fast, goldfish. You know, I don't care. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really care. So, um, along those same lines of for every one million in population uh, produces one uh, world-class track and field person, there's another stat that for every 12, 20 million people, there's going to be one world-class distance runner. Now, right. that's just the world population in general. When you break it down, for every 20 million, million people, there's going to be one person who is a world-class distance runner, except in Kenya. Every so are we going to – is there a threshold for what we determine as a world-class athlete? Well, I, it's safe to say it's not you and me, but um, – <laughs> Right. I but don't you're, know. You're I, I don't know if they have a time threshold or anything. Olympic anything dominant like level. Yeah, I don't think that. Yeah. So, right. So, one one person in every twenty million, except in Kenya, they have sixteen sixteen hundred for every twenty million. Sixteen hundred for every right. twenty million people. It, it just it, it just is is nuts to me. It's nuts to me, and so if you take uh, the two ten marathon. Okay, so yeah, threshold yeah. of 210. Let's go. Go there. There have been 16 runners in the United States who have broken two hours and 10 minutes. In the 2000s, six Americans have done mm-hmm. it. There have been 14 people from Great Britain. In October of 2011, 32 Kenyans did it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just in just, one just fucking the, month. Yeah. I, I just, I, there's there just go. too much of a dominance there. It's just, it's just too, too much. Um. And then, so I don't, I don't want to try to bore people too much with, with stats, but I, I did uh, in our uh, um, show notes here, I did, I did post that picture. Yes. What the hell did I just do to it? Where did it go? The fuck did I do with it, man? Oh, man. Oh, there we go. Back arrow. Oh, I see. It's there at the bottom it. of the document. Okay. Let me try to move it up here. Okay. So this is going to be good. So this is a picture of ease. I know this works out great on a podcast. Listeners. <laughs> this is a picture of... <laughs> Uh, Eastern Africa. So um, Kenya is on the, uh, the eastern side of Africa, and Ethiopia is right above it. So when we talk about the top 100 men's marathon times, 96 of those. Now, these are just the top 10 fastest times, not the top 10 fastest men. So there are some people like Kipchoge are going to be in here a couple of times. Right? Mm. Of, the, of the top 100... 96 are Kenyan and Ethiopian. Uh, and 12th is someone from Tanzania. Now, where is Tanzania, Andrew, in relationship to Kenya? It is, and it's not on the map. I'm going to use my geography skills. You're so it full of shit. North Africa. <laughs> it's a little bit north, uh, northwest of... How about, how about you look at the map that I have there? Where's Tanzania on here? It's right under Kenya. Oh, there it is. <laughs> I circled it in yellow, you <laughs> fucking moron. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> I was thinking Tunisia. Wait, Tunisia is wait a north. So two. Okay, so that's Jesus. one of the four times. Then we have two people from Somalia. Okay, where's Somalia? Okay, Somalia is on the eastern coast of Africa, just to the east of Kenya yeah, their and borders, Ethiopia. Their borders with them, yeah. Yep. And then the other one that is in that is in there is from Eritrea. Eritrea. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Eritrea is that really it? Oh, yeah. Well done. You show prepped, huh? <laughs> sort of. How do you know that? How do I know that? Because you were an administrator, right? <laughs> no, I just, I just, I don't know. I didn't. <laughs> I missed. I swung and missed on Tanzania, but boy, I nailed that Eritrea. <laughs> All right. So where's that one in a relationship to Ethiopia? And so Kenya? that borders Ethiopia to the north. Yeah. So yeah. they're all right there, adjacent so to Djibouti. Basically, it's all like this one little section of the entire world has the top hundred fastest marathon times ever. Yeah, the Great Rift Valley there. Top American. Orion Hall, who mm-hmm. was doped, it was 156th. <laughs> now, let's just take the top 10, I mean, the top 100 men, right? Okay. So, not Ethiopian and Kenyan, there are 10 people. So, we already don't know about Tanzania, which is south of Kenya, right? South. And Somalia is to the right. They're 8th and 19th, respectively. E- Eritrea. <laughs> Eritrea is 52nd. They're up in the north. Morocco is 52nd. And it's the first country that doesn't border Ethiopia and Kenya. And they're mm. 52nd. Uganda is 62nd. Where's, come on, where's Uganda? Uganda is Go in the, the continent map. of Africa. Go back to the map. Uh, is, is it on the map? I'm going back to the map. Uganda. Uganda is to the west of Kenya. It borders Kenya. <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't circle that one in. Hey, I, I got it, though. in yellow. Um, Brazil. The first one off the co- off the country off the country off the continent of Africa is seventy first. So, essentially, what's going on here is this one Eastern African area just completely dominates. Mm. And sure do. And it's not just marathoning. You know, I mean, if you look at some of the athletes in in more of the not, I would say not. Middle distance too. You see some of them dominating that too, right? But it's a it's, little more. Ver- it's a little more uh, diversified. So yeah. To speak. Well, I mean, not as in, in marathoning. Yeah, fifteen hundred. There, there are some eight hundred meter. David uh, Rudisha was a was an excellent eight eight hundred meter guy, you know. But you know, they don't have a ton of sprinters. Mm. They, you know, they don't have a ton of shot. No, putters. no. I mean, sprinting. No, I don't think they're. Mm. I mean. They're not keeping up with U.S., Jamaica, yeah, no. things like and, that. And when you come to the women's times, it's not drastically different either. Right. I mean, the top 100 uh, women's times in a marathon, 91 are either Ethiopian or mm-hmm. Kenya. And that includes Paula, Paula Radcliffe, that mad shitter. <laughs> who's, oh, um, who's from the U.K. Yeah. Uh, she's now she's fourth, thirteenth, and twenty-first on the list. Oh, and seventy-second. Mm. Sorry, so it's four times she's on there. I can count. Uh, the top U.S. one is uh, Emily Sesson at forty-two. Good run there, and Dina Castro at ninety-sixth. You know, there's just you know, it, it, for me, I can't think of another worldwide sport that is dominated by such a small region so tremendously. Yeah, I mean, if you take a look at some winter sports, I mean, they 
the Dutch with speed skating, maybe well, we could get into but that's, that. But that certainly has an element of climate to it. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're yeah, so, this does too a little well, bit, but uh, I mean, I don't know. So they one of the things that they were that we talked about with the Kenyan Ethiopia one was well they live in altitude. Mm. Like, well, they kind of don't. They have some mountainous regions that they can train in, but they certainly right. don't live there because you can't exactly farm on mountainous, you know, sides. That, you know, that just Side nothing's going to grow there. Yeah. They, they go down in, in the valley, and, they, and that's where they live, and that's where they – so that kind of – it definitely helps because obviously you want to train in that kind of a climate, that high yeah. altitude. but Equatorial – but they I, have those everywhere. They have those true. in South America. Yeah. They have those here. Yeah. They have those in Russia. It's not, it, it, it's not just there. I mean, and if you're talking about people who live in a high climate, Tibet, I mean, name me the best Tibetan marathoner you've ever heard of. <laughs> let, me, let me Google that. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, why do, and, and you can't tell me Tibet doesn't have a need for people to make money right you're right yeah so uh True. It, it just doesn't make any sense to me but man but so yeah it, uh, i don't i don't think we're going to conclude it just like we did in the previous part just is it environmental is it or are they dirty they're yeah i think they're dirty man yeah. i think they're dirty and by the number of people who got caught how can you how can you argue that mm-hmm I mean, yeah, yeah, that's 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 true. And I don't know how many people know this either, but there was a real there there was some real talk about actually banning Kenya from the Olympics because there was such a problem with drugs. Really, but unlike Russia, it wasn't a state sponsored thing. Okay, you know? so, and yeah. I don't think it's the coaches there because one of the big coaches is this. Um, I want to say he's he's like an Irish monk or a former Irish monk or something weird like 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 that. He's been there for like like forty years, and he was the the trailblazer when it came to training um, a lot of the people there. And I, I would have a well, I shouldn't say I have a hard time believing that someone of a religious faith would dove into drugs. I mean, you know, I mean. <laughs> Uh, uh, have you all seen the movie Spotlight? I'm just saying. <laughs> I have not. You haven't seen it? No. Oh, that's that'll make you mad too. Let me write that. Spotlight down. will make you mad. That's a great movie. Spotlight. Yeah, with Michael Keaton. Yeah, that's oh, that's some good I, shit. and I like me some Michael Keaton. Yeah, it's it's a good movie. Beetlejuice. Yeah, the, the the end when they start listing the cities. Holy mm. crap! But you know, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. It, it's just at some at sometimes I think I'm just being lazy by going it's drugs. But mm-hmm. at the same token, I'm like when everything is telling me it's drugs, it's drugs. Yeah. Um. You can't you can't deny it. Yeah. And 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 and, and like even when I started hearing about the Dandrolone, going well, what's up with this? I'm like, mm-hmm. whoa, this is throwing a wrench in the works because maybe something weird is going on with this. That I'm like, oh, it's because it's cheap. It's cheap and it's effective in with drugs. Okay, never mind. We're back to drugs again. <laughs> and I honestly, I don't. I mean, I'm not so high and mighty that I'm like they shouldn't do drugs to be better. I'm like, ah, fuck it, make some money, do yeah. what you got to do. Who, yeah. Who, I mean, ah, 
You know, so you cheated somebody out of who was really not on drugs. Okay, but, they'll get over it. You know, life isn't fair. No one, no one said it was. Build a bridge and get over it. But so you, you think about it where you have other countries that, that have much stricter drug policies. And then you have these other countries where it's not so strict. Amazon's here, Andrew. I'm surprised your dogs haven't <laughs> no. been screaming. Somebody's, somebody's, I, I, I'm, on, I'm on my wife's laptop, so I'm getting her text messages. Where was I? <laughs> where was I oh, going? Oh, so you're snooping. Wow. <laughs> where, How long where, have you been married? You still don't that? trust her? You prick you. No. I, <laughs> Jesus. I don't know. And I didn't even see the tag. I just saw the thing come across the screen. Don't push too hard because you'll be living out of your car if you do we that. Are... You'll be like, you're out. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, I got nowhere else to go. You're living in a van down by the river. <laughs> but I guess what I was thinking, if you, if you have uh, less strict testing, a little bit more looser type of uh, you know, tracking of things, there is an unfair advantage. So, Alberto Salazar didn't think so. Yeah. Well, he constantly pushed pushed the envelope. Yeah, and yeah, I I haven't heard of any of these folks over in at Kenya um, being accused of like doing things that Salazar did with women. So I don't know. I I, I have less of a problem with them than I do. Salazar. Yeah, and the more I'm getting into Kara's book, it's it's. Yeah, I, I don't think we emphasize how much. I don't much. think I want to get hyped up about this again, man. I just God. But I, yeah, it just intensifies as chapter does. after yeah. chapter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he is like the epitome of somebody who abused his power, mm-hmm. and that woman really almost adored him, mm-hmm. and she. Yeah, and I almost get the feeling like. If he turned around and said, "Oh, I'm so, I'm, I'm, you know, just gave this heartfelt apology, just broke down, mm-hmm. just she might be like, okay, like, because it, it, he meant that much to her, yes, to what she wanted, what he was able to give to her, and every, I mean, just everything she wanted was wrapped up in this weasel of a fucking human being, yeah. and he just abused it, and she." Even as she's going through the book and what we know, but as she's retelling it, she still talks very highly of him yeah. and how much he meant to her. And even how things that she thought about, like there's an incident where she had to fly back to Oregon because she injured herself while be- while in Minnesota and she flew back to Oregon alone and... Salazar picked her up from the airport and was clearly intoxicated and drove her to his house to work on the shin that she had injured. And she, her, her father was killed by a drunk driver and how she oh, wow. yeah. struggled oh, with right. that. Yeah. So I, I, I and, and, and I guess I'm saying that to say all of these things, she's still. Yeah, there's so many things where as guys – we're like, are you stupid? Just get away from this. No, 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 just just walk away. But this is yeah. where the mindset of men and women can be completely different. Because she, I, I honestly think she would almost be willing, almost wants him to be heartfelt and yeah. 
just so there's at least some closure for it for her. Yeah. Where it should be like, you know what? If I see you again, I'm gonna break your fucking jaw. Right. I think <laughs> I think it, that ship has sailed now. And 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 I guess where I was I going so. with that before yeah. is Adam and Kara now have a teenage son. Mm. You know, and he's who's not allowed to wear Nikes. <laughs> <laughs> Who will probably not wear Nikes. They they uh, yeah. She absolutely has come out and said yeah yeah yeah. You're you're not wearing the super shoes. Sorry, but, <laughs> because most of them are Nikes. <laughs> but uh, he's going to be able to read this book. Yeah, and the things that happened to his mom, and that that really hit home. Like wow, man, that's and she put it out there, and she I'm sure she knows that her son's going to be able to read it. So that's pretty profound. Yeah, definitely. So, Definitely, man. We got back on Salazar again. It's yeah, just, we might as well just call this like uh, Salazar. Yeah, he part just two. yeah. It, so yeah, <laughs> okay. anybody, so please, anybody who has anything nice to say about <laughs> Alberto, he walked past a puppy and didn't kick it. <laughs> yeah, email us at it's not rocket podcast. Yeah, yeah. At please reach out. Yeah. Um, so you bring up a good point, and this is probably where we need to move with this part with this series in the, in the next part uh, the, the the cheater shoes because that kind of all brings together so we're going to go back to nice segue Andrew nice segue yeah well I've been doing this for a while <laughs> we're almost professionals <laughs> we're we have no goddamn experience or training but in. we're almost professionals <laughs> <laughs> so I think in the next episode we probably need to look at cheater shoes and their influence because they've definitely made an impact on finishing times some cases up to seven minutes if you're a full marathoner yeah. Uh, so well, don't give away the episode. Man. I'm not. I'm just what giving a little you, teaser, Jesus, a little man, a little little wet, wet in the beak. Crying out loud. Why do we do this podcast? Because, Were you trying to hand me a beer earlier? No, I was trying <laughs> to be a smartass and a joke that you weren't supposed to say on the guy, your mother. <laughs> so professional. So anyway, Sarah Hall is 87th on the list of top 100 women in America. Oh, Sarah Hall. <laughs> She's still running. She's still. She she will be running. And attempting to qualify for the next Olympics. As long as the laundry's done, she can do what she wants. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Um, God, I'm the worst. Who, who, okay, maybe that's... Who, who are our hopefuls for the next U.S. Olympic team? Um, honors? Men's side. Galen Rupp's going again. I think he's going to... Yeah, I think he's going to be in there. And after that... I mean, it's kind of like when the and I don't want to I I don't want to necessarily bash Galen Rupp um, because he was a kid when he started hooking up with Salazar. I don't mean hooking up the way Salazar was hoping with oh, anyway. Um, but it's kind of like the Patriots until somebody knocks you off, you're you're still the one, you know. So I think I think Galen Rupp's the one to who's going to be in the top spot. And after that, there's actually quite a few runners that um, it's really hard to figure out who's going to have a good race. Who, who's the guy who's uh, in the Army? Um, well, that's another thing. I'm drawing a blank on his name, but he's, yeah, he, he had a great trials the last time. But it's just, it's just difficult. It's just difficult because... Uh, Again, even even somebody who comes along and makes a team, it's they're gonna wind up going to the Olympics and coming in forty seventh. So. That, that's yeah. that's what I was gonna say. It doesn't. It's not really gonna matter yeah. because by the time we get to the Olympics, they're gonna not make. The We're top all gonna 10. be watching to see what happens with Kipchoge. 
Or what about Kira D'Amato? Yeah. Um, On the women's Emily, side. Emily Sessons, I think, is still. Emily still, Sessons. Yeah, she's that was the still, other one I was thinking yeah. of. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep. What? All right. And they're all going to be wearing cheater shoes. As, as they should. As yeah. they should. As they should. But we'll get into that one. We don't want to give away that. So. All right. Well, then that's probably where we need to go in the next episode. Wow, we're only at 45 minutes. How about that? <laughs> what kind of shit can we talk about? No, I think we'll be okay. I yeah. think we're good. Yeah. That'll All right, good. kids. All right, so this was episode eight. This is a part four of our drug series. So thanks for listening, guys. And if you have any feedback, just let us know. Tommy, any closing shots? Um, Alberta Salazar's a piece of shit. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Peace. Bye, guys. The Snot Rocket Podcast is a Blair Court production. Listen, subscribe, and rate on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Like and follow on Facebook and Instagram at Snot Rocket Podcast.